<laughs> it's Monday night again. We back, y'all. We back, y'all, for another read. And this time, we'll be learning Topaz. Yeah, we see Topaz got his foot. Baby, Topaz did his thing. Now it's time to see where he gonna be at next. So y'all sit back, relax. Let's take this trip. Let's see what Topaz gonna get into now. If you haven't told your friend, go tell your friend. <laughs> we over here reading, y'all. It's about to go down. Thank you to our author, Mr. James Colwell, a.k.a. Spilly Boy. Head on over to Amazon.com so you can get your books today. That's Amazon.com and search for Mr. James Colwell. We read, y'all. <laughs> Let's get this thing started. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. Make sure you subscribe and like the video. Share it with your friends. Come over and follow me on Instagram. Instagram.com forward slash brown 9 Let's get this party started, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. I am your girl, Miss Almond Brown, and we will continue our read of Learning Topaz by Mr. James Caldwell. I want to thank you guys for joining me again tonight. I hope you guys had a wonderful Monday. It is the start of your work week if you do work. But uh, <laughs> we gonna, uh, let me tell y'all what happened last week so y'all know. Baby, I had a whole laughing spell. If you did not see last week's read, please go back and see. It. Even if you watch this one first, I would advise you. <laughs> I would advise you to go back to last week's read and read that one or listen to that one. Because baby, I I laughed crying the first chapter, the first chapter, and then I cried cried the second chapter. So I swear. James took us on this whole emotional roller coaster still, but I am back here again. And we got to see, you know, what uh what roller coaster we gonna get on now. Is it gonna be a big dip or it's gonna be a little dip? Is we gonna cry a little bit? What we gonna do this week? I don't know. But uh as always, heavy, heavy. On the disclaimer, there will be some cussing. I mean, cussing, cussing. It may be some other stuff going on. Y'all know that Almond Brown don't usually be cussing, but on the Monday night, I give y'all what the book gives in its whole essence of the book. So we're going to begin our read, and we may only get through one chapter this week. So do not, don't be yelling at me down there in the chat. Although I can't hear you, I can see you typing. Okay, so put your fingers up if you're going to want to yell at me. <laughs> But here we are. We are on chapter five of Learning Topaz. I hope you guys sit back, relax, and let's get into this read. The Lesson of Loss. Once I got home, I spoke with Mama and Papa Jay briefly and then went to my room and basically slept for the next 27 hours with the exceptional text message from JJ, Sharif, and my crew back at the school. 
During the few times that I was awake, Mama J was begging and pleading with me to eat something, but I just couldn't. I sat at the table with her a few times, and by the time I tried to eat what was on the plate, I was crying and making a mess of the whole situation. Once I got started, then she'd get started, and then Papa J would have to come and get us both. It was a mess. Eventually, I was able to pull myself together long enough to get myself dressed and try to move forward with the proceedings that were to come. The public viewing of Ty's body was Wednesday and then the funeral the day after. I had no other choice but to put on my gang face and push through. I came downstairs and sat in the kitchen by myself for about an hour, just going over my surroundings and thinking to myself how lucky I was to be alive and more so Sharif. He was right there in the line of fire. It was amazing to think how things seemed to work out and the decisions that are made completely outside of our control. I came into a place of peace with the whole situation while sitting there at the table. I knew someone had to be left to tell the story, Sharif, and someone that could tell the story of the deeper side of Talik Rudolphson and how awesome, awesome of an individual that he was, me. God doesn't make mistakes when he chooses assignments for people. You better say that again. At least that is what Mama J always tells me, and she has never been wrong up to this point. Just as I came out of deep thought, I felt my cell phone vibrating in my pocket. I pulled it out and glanced at it. The screen read, Sharif. I immediately answered, hey, Reef, what's up? He responded, hey, little dude, are you finally up? You've been sleeping your ass off. I chuckled a bit and said, the truth of the matter is, I couldn't stand being woke, but I'm good. What about you, Reef? How are you feeling? He got quiet for a second then. Man, I feel like I'm going to lose it. I've been spinning and the only person I want to talk to was you. I said, where are you now, Sharif? He replied, at the top of your street. It kind of startled me. But I said, I'll meet you at the front door, Reef. I hung up my cell and proceeded to the front of the house. The house was quiet and empty. I figured this is, a, this is good because he would be comfortable with it just being us. He'll be able to say whatever he feels, and I hope it will help to bring him out of this dark corner that he's occupying. A few seconds later, as I approach the door, I see a silhouette at the door that looked reminiscent of a horror movie. When I slide the blinds, and look out of the glass, I see Sharif with his hair literally standing all over his head. He just looked flat out hood and scary. I opened the door and we kind of just stood and gave each other a good look over. Sharif's eyes were empty as the fashion statement he was making. In one swift movement, he grabbed me in an embrace that actually had my feet dangling over the top of his. He carried me into the house and used his foot to close the door, all the while never letting me out of his embrace. I just went along with it. I felt so bad for him. He did appear to be lost somewhere in this extreme grief. He finally let me down and said, wow, little dude, I needed that. Tears were just steadily streaming down his face. I can see the thug persona slowly fading and the softer, more calm Sharif was returning. I said, come with me. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? <laughs> he responded, nah, 
not really. So I led him to the stairs and we descended down into the game room. <laughs> I turned on the television and took a seat on the couch and said, tell me what's going on, Reef? He sat with his legs parted, feet planted flat on the floor as he kept nervously messing in his mound of hair piled in a crazy formation on the top of his head. Then he began to speak. I've been just driving around for the past two days. At one point, I was so mad, I really felt like I was losing my mind. I really want to kill somebody. Them three dudes got to go, shawty. I'm telling you, they got to go. If Ty can't breathe, why should they? I drove back down to Jackson last night and rolled all around that bitch just hoping to see one of them niggas. I had my strap. I was really going to pop them, but I found out that the cops had picked all three of them up and they were in custody. I ran into a couple of the dudes from Ty's dorm who recognized me. They're the ones that told me that the three dudes had been taken into custody. I guess that little bit of information settled my anger for a while. I came back to town and I have really been just riding around. I said, what about your parents, Reef? How are they doing? Quiet permeated the room as Sharif lowered his head and stared at the floor. I broke the silence by grabbing a handful of the hair that had been standing on top of his head and turning his head gently toward me. He cracked a slight smile and said, what? I replied, what nothing? I know you're not telling me that you have not seen nor spoken to your parents. Sharif, that's crazy. I know they got to be worried sick about you. You have got to call them. As we were speaking, I could hear my parents entering the house. I said, come on, and let me get you together, Reef. This has got to stop. I'm good right now, and I want you to be good, too. First things first, that hair is damn scary. I started to run from you. Where is one of those thousands of girls that usually braids this mess? Can't you call one of them? He said, nah, shawty. I can't be bothered with all that right now. Can't you do it? I replied, <laughs> I ain't no damn hairdresser, boy. <laughs> he laughed and said, oh, so since I ain't chasing you down and trying to be in love with you, you can't hook me up? I said, who do you know that chased me anywhere? And that's not it at all. Besides, I do know how to braid, but I don't like it. I sat there and he dropped his big head into my lap and laid there staring up, staring up at me like a spoiled child with his eyes glistening resting behind those most gorgeous black eyelashes. Those eyelashes somehow seemed to be the watchman to his very soul. I was going to have to figure out their secret code because I wasn't going to make a life of being held captive until his beck and call. I ran upstairs and greeted my parents at the kitchen. I told, Sharif, I told them Sharif was over and not feeling too good. They were concerned as well. I hollered for him to come up at first glance Mama J moved so swiftly across the kitchen, it was startling. She grabbed him in an embrace and said, this is not it, baby. This is not how you're going to go through this. We got enough love to go around. I feel like you're one of my children, as was Talik. Topaz, take Sharif upstairs and grab him some of Wally's things and help him get himself together. We're going to have some dinner and try to get on track with what everyone is in need of to get through this time. We want to be of help. How are you folks? How are your folks, Sharif? How are they holding up? 
I interrupted. He hasn't been home and he hasn't seen him. Papa J chimed in. No, no, no. We'll call them. They're probably crazed, wondering what's going on with you. Go with T. Trudy and I are going to call your parents. Go on. Off with the two of you. <laughs> I led Sharif upstairs and into Wally's room. I showed him to the bathroom in Wally's room and gave him a towel and a washcloth. He immediately started stripping down. I said, slow down, partner. Let me go. He laughed and said, what you worried about? I ain't got nothing you ain't never seen before. I kept the moving out of there as I caught an unwanted glance of his wrestler's physique. I grabbed a pair of sweats and a t-shirt from Wally's drawer. I then sat on the edge of the bed and started texting back and forth with JJ. Before long, I heard the water shut off. And moments after that, in the same fashion that his brother did it, Sharif walked right out into the bath into the bedroom area with the towel drying his hair and stark naked at the bottom. I couldn't help but stare. For whatever reason, I could not take my eyes off of him. His body was chiseled in every spot possible. Clothes absolutely did this boy no justice. He had just enough body hair in all the right places, and it looked like you could bounce a quarter off of him at any angle. <laughs> I handed him the clothes and watched as he put them on. I knew he had to notice me staring, but I couldn't have cared less. Once he finished getting into the clothes, he said, So, are you going to hook me up or what, Shawty? As he threw his towel on my head and laughed as he picked me up and slammed me onto the bed. He lifted me just like a feather. It was effortless. <laughs> I could feel butterflies in my stomach as he mounted me and straddled my body like the wolfman lowering himself onto a piece of his prey. He shook his half-wet shoulder-length hair in my face while laughing hysterically. <laughs> he then rubbed his hair onto my stomach. I laughed and said, boy, <laughs> you are getting me all wet with your foolishness. Let me up. He said, not till you promise to braid my hair. Come on and braid my hair. I replied, I will, but you need to get up and let me up now. <laughs> Sharif had a puzzled look on his face. He said, did I hurt you? I'm sorry, little man. I forgot you were delicate and I can't just toss you around like I used to do time. <laughs> I laughed and said, don't be funny. I'm not delicate, punk. He smiled and said, yeah, you are. I probably broke something. That's why you want to get up. I said, okay, smart ass. I'm not hurt. You didn't break anything. I'm uncomfortable because I can feel your thing in my stomach. <laughs> Since you just had to know. He rose up and grabbed a handful of himself and said, don't try to act like you scared of that. I already know from what time. I already know from Ty that you know how to keep that under control. And just in case you didn't know, my dad hooked both of us up. He grabbed hold with the other hand and said, yeah, buddy. 
I pushed him off of me and said, cut out your crap and let's get this over with, fool. I sat on the edge of the bed while Reed sat on the floor between my legs as I did the world's fastest set of cornrows. The whole time my mind was wandering into dark corners that it had no business. <laughs> Actually, it was a bit nerve wracking. My flesh was crawling with the thought of Sharif having his way with me. Would it be better than Tali? Hell, I had not seen them both naked and I was impressed on both accounts. Why is my mind torn with this? This is so wrong. I am walking around harboring secrets about Waleed and I truly don't need any more drama. And as I said, this right here is just flat out wrong. On top of the fact Shar Sharif is straight. He doesn't have any interest in being gay or indulging in homosexual act. Does he? We went down to the kitchen and had dinner with my parents and the conversation started light, but quickly went deep. Deep into Cherie's thoughts and emotions on the loss of his baby brother. He was definitely angry and had never really given thought to the fact that he was lucky to be alive. Actually, he felt a little guilty. He shared that it would have been easier had it been him. He went on to explain that he hasn't really done anything since graduating high school. He hasn't had a job or done the right thing. He said he had been in a low, he had been a low profile hustler. Dealing a little drugs here and there, just enough to keep himself some pocket change. He said it didn't take his mom and dad long to figure it out. And they did not approve and are always on him to either straighten up or leave home. They said they do not want that type of drama around them or their home, but they have not had the strength to kick him out. By the time he got all of that off his chest, he was just in tears. It was just, it was really sad to watch. And being a crybaby that I am, you know my face was leaking too. Papa Jay got up from his seat and took Sharif into the living room and left Mama Jay and I in the dining room. Mama Jay said, there's a need for some serious man-to-man -man talk right now. This whole situation can be a turning point in Sharif's life, for good or for bad. I hope Wade can reach him. He has such a good spirit, but he is throwing himself into a life that he doesn't belong in at all. I can see in the way that he deals with you that he has a softer, very caring side. I truly believe he is sincere and wants to know that you are all right with this situation. I hope this is what I'm reading. Or do we have to have another type of conversation, my son? I looked straight ahead at Mama J and didn't say one word. I just thought to myself, how the hell does she do that? <laughs> she cleared her throat and said, <clears throat> Topaz Jasper, I am speaking to you and I am expecting an answer. So let's have it. I replied, what are you talking about, Mama J? Her right eyebrow raised. And she said, okay, then. Here we go. Guilty as charged. Let me give you a bit of advice. If Ty was here, would you date his brother? No, you wouldn't. So don't use this as an excuse to do something that you normally wouldn't do. It's not a good look at all. I just sat there with a knot in my stomach. <laughs> she continued. You two are young and you are confusing the bond for something else. And it's just not you. 
It is Sheree too. I interrupted her. Mama, we haven't done anything. And Sharif is straight. I can't lie. I do find him attractive. And I don't know why. It's only been a few days. And for some reason, it's like someone turned the light on to him. Before all this, I didn't pay Sharif any attention. But now, I'm afraid. Because if you can see that something is there, he probably can too. And I don't want to offend him. Oh, gosh, I am so embarrassed. She stood up and said, boy, help me clear these dishes. And for the record, I'm sure he has caught on and he is sniffing. <laughs> I had a puzzled look on my face. She continued, though Sharif may actually be straight, baby, that man is sniffing around you. He is probably as, con as confused as you are. You two share a tragedy that is drawing you two together emotionally. Literally, you are the only two who knows how the other feels. You both love Tali, and you both share the horrid event that ended his life. Emotions are high, and certain lines have become blurred. And trust me, that line of straight versus not straight is just about non-existent right now. Don't ruin the friendship and the brotherhood over something that is not genuine or going to last. You will be setting yourself up to be hurt. And trust me, <laughs> if the hurt is going to fall into your lap, listen to your mama, top ass. Listen to your mama. <laughs> this is where you gain a friend and a brother, not a mate. I looked up at Mama Jane and smiled. I knew deep down she was dead on, as usual. She could always read me like a book. It was actually kind of scary at times. Around 9.20 p.m., Papa Jay and Sharif emerged from the living room, and it seemed that everything had gone well. By this time, Mama Jay had gone to bed. Papa Jay said, all right, fellas, I'm going to head out to bed. The old lady has already left me. And Sharif, just remember what we talked about. It's all going to work out. And you two continue to have each other's back. It's going to be a tremendous help to you in the next few days. We both nodded yes as Papa Jay disappeared up the stairs. I grabbed Sharif by the hand and led him down the stairs to the game room. He sat on the couch and I got up on the couch and sat in an Indian stance with my legs folded underneath me. I said, so do you want to talk or are you all talked out? He replied, not really. I'm cool. What do you want to talk about? I was nervous, but I had to know. So I blurted out, do you know why me and Ty broke up? He didn't even hesitate to answer. He said, nah, shawty. He just said, Reef, man, I fucked up. Then there was a lot of crying, and he wouldn't talk for a while. He was fucked up about you. So I figured that he cheated on you and got caught. Am I right? I replied, for the most part, but it's cool. I forgave him. He was the love of my life. And I figured that out shortly before I ran into the two of you at the Boulder Alley. And it seems that he and I were thinking the same thing. I'm going to count it as a blessing that we got to squash it. And he knew that I loved him. I was fighting my tears and losing. Sharif grabbed my face and said, it's cool to cry, shawty. He loved you too. He would tell me all the time. I didn't understand how he could be in love with another dude. But... Who cares? He was happy. 
after being around you though, you don't remind me of another nigga. You just like being with a broad. It's crazy. I have to constantly remind myself that you're a dude. <laughs> he started laughing, but I wasn't all that amused. I said, whatever, Reef. You're a clown. He said, oh, don't get mad. You soft and squishy, but that works for you. And Ty said, that booty is off the hook. I punched him in the arm and said, hey, shut up. Y'all shouldn't have been talking about me like that. He said, why not? That's my baby bro. We talked about everything. And I do mean everything. I know what you did and when you did it and what position you were in. It's no big deal. He had no complaints. I said, oh, gosh. <laughs> it's just weird. That's all. Those are not things that you should know about me. It's a little embarrassing. Like when you are laughing at me sometimes, I don't know what you're laughing about. That's weird, Reef. It kind of gives you the upper hand on me. He started doing the exact laugh that I was talking about. And I punched him in the chest and turned my back to him. He continued laughing and said, come on, shawty, don't get mad. It's just funny is all. All the stuff my little bro said about you is all true. And it's funny to see you acting it out in person. I laugh because it's funny to see a little dude be so emotional and dramatic like a chick. <laughs> you just as mute, moody and dramatic as any broad I've ever boned. And I think I, he suddenly became silent. After a minute, I turned around and looked at him sitting there looking like a cat had run off with his tongue. As I pounced on the open opportunity to take control of the conversation, I said, and you think you what, mathematic? What were you going to say? What was getting ready to come out of that trap of yours? that cut off your comedy show you had going. He had just looked at me and smiled and said, I wasn't getting ready to say nothing. Nothing at all. I rose up onto both of my knees on the couch and leaned into his face and said, I think you're lying. And you're not very good at it, Sharif Rudolphson. He said, you think you know everything, don't you? His mood was still jovial, and so I continued with my pursuit for the truth. I said, I think you like the fact that I remind you of a girl. Why do you think that is so interesting, Reef? All of a sudden, we were sitting in silence, staring at each other. After a few moments, I thought to myself, oh, gosh, <laughs> did I go too far? Is he mad at me now? Did I just make a mess of this whole situation? I slowly started to move away from the close proximity of his face that I was posted in. As I rested comfortably in a sitting position on the couch, I was getting more nervous by the second because he wasn't saying anything. He was just sitting there like I had shot him with a freezing ray gun for one of those cheap old cartoon episodes. I finally said, Sharif, he didn't respond. I said, don't do that. Don't get me, don't get all like that on me. If I said something wrong or something that made you uncomfortable, we are close enough for you to tell me and I will apologize. But don't give me the silent treatment. He turned his head toward me and said, Well, you did. You said something that made me uncomfortable. 
I said, well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean, he interrupted me and said, no apology necessary. You told the truth. I guess you do know everything. I sat with a puzzled look on my face and in the moment Sharif stood straight up from his seat on the couch and it was unmistakably evident that everything about Sharif was standing straight up. <laughs> the butterflies showed up in my stomach as if they were on cue. I was now uncomfortable. I didn't know what to say or do next and I don't think he did either. He said, you got me questioning myself big time. Why is that? Why am I having this problem? I've never been attracted to no dudes. I said, come on, Reef. I think I can explain. I got him to sit back down and I said, our emotions are running very high because of the present situations that we've been through. And the both of us are misconstruing the feelings for sexual ones. And they aren't. We are being joined emotionally for the purpose of upholding each other during this time. And I believe that is it. Nothing more. He listened, but he didn't seem very sold on what I was saying. I said, what's your feelings on it, Reef? What you think is happening? He said, at first I thought I was tripping because of all the shit that has gone down. But just then when you learned, when you leaned in my face and I could smell you, you fucking smell like, I don't know. What the hell is that all about? <laughs> you, I don't know, but it hit me and took me in. And the next thing I know, my shit was on brick. <laughs> what the hell? I don't know what that is all about, but it is driving me crazy. That is not the first time it's happened to me when it comes to you. And now I'm embarrassed. Please don't tell anybody. I've never had feelings towards any dudes before. It's fucking me up. I don't want to be gay. Nothing against anybody that's gay. But I've never seen that for myself. But on the other hand, do you think that is why I had such an easy time accepting Ty being gay? Hell, I don't know what to think. This shit got me bugging. <laughs> I didn't know what to tell him. I definitely sympathized with his overall confusion and I wanted to help. But I didn't really know where to start. He leaned back on the couch and said, Look, Shawty, this shit is still hard as fuck. It's not even trying to go down. I'm concentrating real hard, but nothing is working. I'm going to have to release it. Damn it. This is fucking embarrassing. I'm sorry, little dude. I know this is probably uncomfortable for you, too. You kind of said you was feeling me too and I'm all waving my shit around you all hard. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I'm horny as fuck and I interrupted him. <laughs> I started laughing. Now would be a good time to call one of your chicks. Don't you think? He sat up on the edge of the couch and said, actually, I don't. I keep telling you, I ain't feeling that right now. You seem to be ignoring the things I'm saying to you, shawty. This is about you and I. This is about you. And I think the only way to satisfy it is with you. Ooh, I am outdone. I stood up and said, Sharif, that is not right. I am absolutely in love with your brother. If he was still alive, we would not be even having this conversation. 
He replied, you are right, but my brother is not here. And though my mind is telling me it is wrong, my body is aching to get at you. My mind is telling me no, but my body, my body is telling me yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to do it. <laughs> oh, I had to do it, child. <laughs> I've been wanting to break you all since the first time I laid eyes on you sitting in our living room. What? I have beat off so many times when you and Ty were in the next room. When he fucks you and I hear you moan, it will drive me crazy. And it's a shame, but I would even sometimes find myself jealous. The crazy thing is, I've never done any of this and don't even know if I would like it. I've had other gay dudes try to holler at me. I always told them I wasn't with it. And I wasn't. But you fucking do something to me. And I can't shake it. So what we gonna do, little shawty? I said, Sharif, this is all kind of weird. And even a little stalkerish. But it is flattering to know that you are attracted to me. Now, I have to be honest. I don't know where the feelings I have for you came from. And I don't know how long they will last. But I don't know, but I don't know what they are based on. And the last thing I want to do is get into something with you and hurt you. And there's also a chance that you will get into it and find out that you aren't really interested in going forward. And where does that leave me? He sat still and quiet. I could tell he was seriously processing what I had said. He said, of course, you know you are right. I hate that you are right. You know that, don't you? With your little sexy ass. <laughs> I said, at least we got it all out in the open and we can deal with it. As long as we're honest with each other, then it won't get all weird. Do you agree? He smiled and said, I got you. Immediately after hearing him say that, I felt totally at ease with the situation. I was glad the conversation was closing. I was falling fast and my flesh was crying out. I was about ready to throw a blanket or a couch cover or something over him. My body was getting so hot sitting there. I thought I was going to set the couch on fire. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know why I have such a hard time resisting the men in my life. And it seems to be getting more complicated the older I become. And then it seems that every man I fall for turns out to be forbidden fruit. I'm sure there is some kind of lesson in all this, but what the heck is it? Sharif and I sat and watched movies until late in the night. The boy loves scary movies. I was having a heck of a time. Some of that stuff we were watching was just gruesome. He just laughed and said, I ain't, <laughs> ain't going to let nothing get you, little shawty. I had started falling asleep around 2 a.m. My head was drifting forward. Sharif took and laid me back against his chest. I said, Reef, no, it's not the right time for this. He said, hush and lay back. You got a blanket around you. I got a blanket over me and you snoring. So really how sexy is this? <laughs> Just relax. Nothing is going to happen that you don't want to happen. I wouldn't do that. I said, Ty told, Ty told me how you could always talk the chicks into anything. He smiled and said, he ain't lied to you. I can talk them bras out their drawers. 
But I ain't gonna try to do you do that to you. If I was, I wouldn't have been sitting here earlier with a hard on for an hour and a half. I would have figured out a way to get it in your hands or your. I interrupted him. That's enough, Rico Suave. I get the idea. It's nice that you think I'm as weak as those scrubs you've been sexing. And for the record, I don't snore a punk. He grabbed my head and put it onto his chest and said, okay, take your ass back to sleep. I did just that. I laid into him and grabbed some of the best rest that I've had in a while. I felt absolutely whisked away. I knew that I was entering a dangerous place, but I kept telling myself, I got this. This is as far as it goes. I woke up when I heard Mama and Papa Jay stirring around and getting ready for work. Sharif was sleeping like a baby and holding on to me like a life raft. I just laid there while repeatedly telling myself, I'm in control. I'm in control. I shifted my body slightly and everything became oh too real. The small movement I made kind of, how can I say, unleashed the beast. I just lay really still with hopes that he wouldn't wake up and it would just go back down. I could feel the constant throbbing through the covers on my lower back. It was driving me crazy and literally about to set my soul afire. Just as I thought I couldn't stand under the pressure any longer, I heard my parents going across the first floor toward the kitchen and a few seconds later, they proceeded to the front door. For some reason, them being so close, but not really that close, put my fire right out. But it didn't do much for Sharif. At least one of us was under control, at least momentarily. What I was finding is that Sharif wasn't playing the game totally by the rules. He was awake the whole time I was struggling not to wake him. So I said to myself, are you really trying to play this game like this, Reef? I got you. I warned him that I wasn't one of those little chicks that fall for his crap. I went right along with him and followed his lead. I acted just like I was back asleep. He continued on playing some really dirty tricks for about the next 50 minutes. He could rest his face against mine, tightened and loosened his grip on me. He wrapped his legs around me and even got bold enough to start slightly pumping me. I have to admit that pumping and leg wrapping almost made me lose it, but I held on. And as the last cheap shot, he literally licked the outside of my ear. I gave him no response. He finally stopped and I thought, okay, my turn. I unwrapped my blanket and turned over and found myself a comfortable spot and laid out on the front of his body and laid my head ever so lightly on his chest and went into a slumber that ultimately drove him over the edge. He was having a really hard time faking sleep with me just about facing him. I could feel his heart rate speed up, and from the waist down, there was a throbbing that was deeper, faster, and harder than his heartbeat itself. Hmm. I knew I had won when he literally gave up the fake sleep act and shoved his hands under the blanket and into my pants. He gripped my cheeks and began to grind into me with such force that I could hardly catch my breath. 
It seems he forgot his plan and the subtle game he was playing was out of the window and he was moving in for the kill. He was moaning and groaning in such a manner that I was totally captivated. It was so animalistic like nothing I had ever experienced. I couldn't take it anymore. I was losing myself in all control of this situation. I broke free from his grip and leaped to my feet. I said, Sharif, what was that? He said, proof that you want me as much as I want you. I said, fine. I admit it, but it doesn't make it right. And the bottom line is, I would love to grow, go through this thing. I think it would be extraordinary for the both of us, but then what? What does it leave me? Is this a one-time thing? Are you going to actually continually sneak around and lay up with me? I don't want to be your dirty little secret. You have a list of chicks. I don't want to be the one novelty fuck on the list either. Plus, the fact that you and Ty are brothers makes me seem a bit whorish, don't you think? I'm sorry, Reef. I have never slept with anyone that wasn't at least promising an ongoing relationship. Do you understand? Please say you do, because I know you are not prepared to offer that. He said, I get it. It makes me sad, but I do understand. Man, shit, I was ready to split you in two. <laughs> I said, I'll make a deal with you. He was all ears. I continued. You hold on to the curiosity. Don't go looking for other boys to split. And I'll give you some real thought to having a one-time, all-out episode with you. We do it once and walk away and never talk about it or revisit it again. Of course, he nodded his head in agreement. I said, I'm going to take a shower. You overheated me with all that craziness. I need to cool off. <laughs> he replied, I'm hot too. Can I come? I said, certainly. You go to Wally's shower and I go to mine. And then I'll meet you in my room and we can watch some TV or something. He laughed and said, damn, <laughs> that's a definite cool off. I smiled and up the steps we went. After I got out of the shower, I went straight to my room. Sharif still hadn't come out of Wally's room. When I finished drying off and lotioning my body, I felt so refreshed. I laid across my bed with just my towel wrapped around my bottom half, trying to decide what I wanted to put on. Shortly after, here comes naked Sharif. He walks into the frame of my bedroom door and stands striking some bodybuilding pose. I said... You never stop trying, do you? With your corny ass. <laughs> he said, are you saying you don't like looking at this? Come on now. Don't lie. Because I ain't going to lie. I'm getting horny looking at you in that towel. This shit is crazy. I don't know what's wrong with me. Your mom must have put something in that food last night. <laughs> I said, whatever. Trust me. My mother would not approve of me and you hooking up at all i then took my towel off and rolled my naked body onto my stomach and said so i guess we are going to have to have a secret between us he stood there in the door like a goon and after a few moments he said oh shit you mean right now <laughs> i said right now 
Hurry up before I change my mind. Baby. He leapt across the room like a panther and pounced on me and started working it out like he was never going to get it again. And he took such care and pride in every touch. He asked me for a condom. I asked him why he didn't have one on. He replied, why didn't he have one? He replied, I didn't come here for this, but please don't tell me you don't have one. Because if you don't, I'm going to cry. I sent him over to the top drawer in my dresser to grab one. And on his way back, I took in a look at him and thought to myself, damn, if I'm going to keep a secret, give myself away and act out of character, at least he worked it. I sat up on the bed and I looked him in his eyes as we made the most intimate connection. And I said to him, remember, this didn't happen and can never happen again. He replied as the puzzle pieces fit snug and complete into the destination. And his head and eyes rolled back. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh, shit. What have I done? <laughs> we rocked and rolled all over my room for a complete four hours. Off and on. Four. Four hours. <laughs> we made use of the bed, the floor, the dresser the door, and the chair. <laughs> it was better than I imagined it would be. And Sharif felt the same. He didn't even have to voice it. Every time we made a connection, a small tear would run out of his eye. And as his body jerked, when breaking the connection, multiple tears showed up. He kept trying to hide them. I thought it was cute. As we ended our episode, we just laid and watched television for about 30 minutes. Then he said, I got to go so I can be ready for all of this craziness tonight. I know this is a one-time thing, but it was like going to heaven. Thank you, LT. He leaned down to kiss me. I turned my head away and said, LT? What's that? He said, duh, little topaz. He proceeded with a kiss. A kiss that was meant for me to never forget. A kiss that literally left a signature that stated, good luck on wiping me from your memory. In all of the forbidden satisfaction that had taken place this afternoon, I just hoped that I had damaged my friendship. I immediately regretted the decision to go through with this episode as soon as Cherie walked off the porch. I don't think I can stand another loss. Not so soon. And scene. <laughs> cannot so that is chapter baby that's chapter five and we can't go no further we can't go no further i can't give y'all more tonight because the next chapter is even longer so yeah that is chapter five of learning topaz i cannot oh my goodness so topaz being a little horror <laughs> baby he right here sleeping with this man brother and stuff but they grieving. Is that a reason? They grieving. Now, I would just cry for Topaz the other chapter because, you know, he lost his mans and stuff. But now you sit over here sleeping with your, bro your, your, your man's brother who is as confused as all out those. But he got his rocks off. But he ain't done. He ain't, that ain't it. So I done dropped the link. If anybody want to come up here and talk, 
Oh, he didn't get to the eight. Listen, but listen, Topaz did what Jada LaRuby doing. She made that nigga cry. <laughs> listen, he made, Topaz made the man cry. I know y'all remember that from our red light special. Mm -hmm. Jada made the man cry multiple times. Topaz did just that. James, what is you doing? <laughs> Why Topaz got to be a horror? Dar, he was already sleeping with his own uh, stepbrother. His mama boyfriend. Who the sister also slept with. <laughs> who the stepson also slept with. But now we over here with Topaz. Now is he, he taking after his mama now. I can't deal. Listen. That was chapter five. Like I said, if you're just not getting here, you can read all the back to the beginning. Or if you want, um, I am going to upload this over to my podcast. If you want to listen to this on your way to work tomorrow, if you just not getting here, if you want to re-listen to it, because that's what I be doing, because I'm reading it. But then it's like when I go back and listen to it, it's like I done, I done heard something that I done missed. And then it's just funny all over again. So if you have gotten this far into the broadcast and you have not subscribed, why? Please subscribe to Army Brown 09. How many chapters is it? There are, I told y'all, I don't be reading, honey. Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It's eight chapters. It's eight chapters in this book. So we might only have one week left. I don't know. I wish I would have brought the other book over here. But our next week read is, well, our next read after we finish this one is going to be um, Love and Gospel Music. Wait. Is that it? Love and Gospel Music by um, Timothy Blaine, Uncle Tim. Uh, here, if y'all want, please go over to Amazon.com and purchase your books. Uh, from there, for Uncle Tim, it's also available on your Kindle. Um, if you would, if you're an author and you would like for me to read your book over here at the Almond Delights Reading Corner, please send me an email at almondbrown09 at gmail.com. While I'm doing my church announcements, please drop your chocolate and your sun emojis in the chat. And that's for anybody that may be listening for the first time. That is for the love and light that we spread over here with the Almond Delights. Yes, this is the last book. Melissa, this is the last book in the series for now. But James said he is still writing. I don't know if there's going to be a part of this series or not, but he is writing another book. Let's hope that it connects with this one. I don't know. We shall see. Um, but yes, if you would like to send something in the mail, I also have a P.O. box that you can send your love offering, your gifts. If you're an author that has a book, if you would like for me to read your book, you can also send it there. This is the P.O. box, Almond Brown 09, P.O. Box 1058, Stark, Florida 32091. <laughs> I appreciate any and everything that you guys send to the P.O. box, also the cash apps and the super chats. I appreciate everything that you guys have done for me. But please make sure you comment once the video is over with. Some of you guys have been doing wonderful. Not everybody. But when the video is over with, make sure you come back and leave a comment up under the video. Not the community post, but the video to let everybody know, just in case the chat is not up right away. But also let the uh, author know that you guys enjoyed this uh, read that we have done this far and you're enjoying the book because he does come back. He does watch. Uh, he was in the chat earlier and he does watch and listen to you guys, um, you know, your feedback and such. So 
please come back and leave a comment under the video make sure you guys like the video um yeah so we will be back next week for our next almond delights reading corner we will continue our read of learning topaz Baby, I don't know how I feel about Topaz because I was just crying. Or just, baby, I was crying him a river last week. But I'm with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I love you guys. I will talk to you guys later. I love you guys with the love of God. And there is what? Nothing you can do about it. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Thank you all for joining Another episode of Almond Delights Reading Corner. I pray that you enjoyed yourself and you're relaxing your mind, in your body, and in your spirit. Come back and join us again next week as we continue our reading. If you haven't subscribed, Please do so. Be blessed and enjoy your evening.